Come on, y'all keep it going for the babies. Lord have mercy. Y'all know how hard it is to get up here and do anything. But they up here singing for the Lord. Come on, let's give them another big clap off in the parade. We thank God for them. Amen. Bless the Lord, everybody. We're glad to see all of you today. You may be seated in the presence of God. So good to have all of you with us. I got to give a shout out, Meech, uh, to one of my very good friends, my little brother who came to worship with us today. Uh, he is the pastor of one of the fastest growing churches here in Newport News. And we're so proud of him and the work that he's doing. Uh, our paths crossed about three or four months ago and we have a kindred spirit so i want to uh, give a big shout out to pastor jason taylor of revelation church come on man stand up man come on up here man come on up here real quick real quick come on y'all give it up for pastor jason and the rev church what's up man you want to say hello to everybody bro? what's going on hey how's everybody doing y'all doing okay y'all look so good this morning I'm super excited to be here. Uh, our service don't start for another few minutes, so I told Pastor Swan, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing by and say hello. But thank you guys for praying for us. I'm excited to do some work in the community, to partner with Ivy Baptist Church. Y'all are amazing people. Amazing people, man. They met me in the parking lot, they parked me. It was raining outside, they had an umbrella. See, I ain't used to all that, you know? <laughs> I get out the car and I'm like, come on y'all, let's run. But there was a, Deacon was, what is Deacon, is Deacon here? Deacon was like, nah, I yeah, got right you, man. Yeah. Hey man, he was like, I got you, man. Come on, he helped my boys. He started talking with them. So thank you for your hospitality and thank you for uh, opening your arms to us, man, and receiving us. Absolutely, man. Now look, before you leave, you know, we football people here. So tell them who your football team is before you take your seat. I ain't scared now. Roll tight, any roll tight. There we go. I'm from South Alabama, so all my Alabama people in here. That's my mama right there. She's Where? From Come on, mama. She's we from might Tuskegee. make the playoffs too, cause LSU lost. And now, who your NFL team? Yeah. Who, who's, who's your NFL? Ah, uh, I'm a Saints fan. Saints. Yeah. Okay. Okay. New Orleans, where, baby. Where two or three are gathered in his name, you can go on. <laughs> Let's give it up for Pastor Jason Taylor, man. Love you, man. Appreciate you coming through, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my guy. He's doing a phenomenal work uh, here in Newport News, and we're glad uh, that he's with us on today. So I want to give a few shout-outs, Meech, because, um, you know, I want to shout-out to you and to the 116 crew. This is Youth and Young Adults Sunday. Yes, sir. And so everybody that had a part in the service today from the beginning to end, can we give them a big thank you on three? Woo. I said on three. Y'all started clapping already. Hold on. We're going to say thank you and then clap. One, two, three. Now let's give them a big clap off of the praise. Thank you all so much. Then I want to also recognize, I got to give a shout out, y'all, to those who are serving. And I want to give a big shout out to Bill. Bill Austin, who's our video program manager. Here's why. Bill was in the hospital yesterday. And as soon as he got out the hospital... The first place he came yesterday was down here to make sure that everything was straight for today. And so he came back today and he's upstairs in the booth. Come on, y'all. I need us to give Bill a big clap off and a praise for his faithfulness and service. Thank you, brother Bill. And, and to everybody else that's upstairs in the crew, you know, Meach, you got healthy people that don't show up to church. Watch it right now. Yeah, they watch it. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> 
they just left the chat just now. Cause he yeah, didn't. yeah, they in the chat no more. They gone. They didn't tune into somebody else's church now. Said so we're gonna go to elevation now since yeah, they don't want to talk about us. They don't want to hear this, but that's that's the kind of commitment that we we thank God for. People who are willing sure. to serve, and I want to thank y'all because you know y'all pressed through the rain to get here. Right, and I know this morning when you woke up, you heard that rain hitting your your <laughs> window pane, and you probably like, mm, maybe I'll just go ahead and turn on over. But y'all made it, so since y'all made it here, I need y'all to get up and give God a big come clap on. off of the praise. Since you made it here, come on, let's bless the Lord Amen. just for a moment. God's been good to anybody up Amen. in here. Come yes, on, give sir. God a big clap off of the praise. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. We thank God for you being up in here today. Now, I need to also shout out because, you know, last week um, we did a huge Thanksgiving feeding at Heritage and uh, the folks who did all the serving and the cooking, Meach, they were so tired they couldn't come last Sunday because we cooked so much So that's food. what it was. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. So they are here today. So I'm going to ask Sister Linda and, and Clint and Ma Dunlap and all the folks who work behind the scenes to cook and prepare and serve the food at Heritage. If you're here... I don't just want you to stand. I want you to come forward, please. Come yes, on forward sir. and stand right here so we can recognize come you. Come Wait, on, come on. Yep, yep. No, they can stand right there. Stand right there so they can see. Come on. Come on. Don't be slack. Now, don't be shy. Do These are the come on. Woo. Come on, let's keep it going for them. These are the unsung heroes. And heroines, you know, through through last uh, that effort on Thursday, last Thursday, the community Thanksgiving feeding, as we said, we, we served well over a thousand meals, and and this is not just those who cook, but also some people who uh, we call them Ivy Uber Eats drivers. You know, they're the ones that actually deliver the meals to our seniors and to to those in need, and then we partner with people, and so they don't just we don't just feed on Thanksgiving, we feed throughout the year. And uh, these are the individuals that work behind the scenes to make sure that we have hot meals that are prepared for those in the community mm -hmm. and we serve and we love on them. So Ivy, we need to give them a big clap off of the praise. Let's thank God for them, for all of their hard work and their dedication. Thank y'all, we love y'all. Got some good cooks in here, don't we, man? No, nah, no question. I'd have had a couple meals for sure. Yeah, they know how to do it. They know how to do it. Also, I want to give God thanks for yesterday, for our Small Business Saturday, for those who came out and supported our Small Business Saturday. We had over 20 small businesses here, and many of you came out and did give financial support uh, to the small businesses. And, Meech, let me just take a moment uh, to talk about why small businesses are so important in our community. Because we saw... Um, what other communities do when they feel offended, right? Mm -hmm. You saw what the Jews did with Kanye and Kyrie Irving. Yes, sir. When they feel offended, what they do is they decide to come together and they say, we're not going to support you financially. The challenge in our community meets is that when we are offended, we still support the same people. Mm -hmm. That have offended us. We still give them our money. For sure. And so that's the lesson that we haven't learned yet, that we have to be better at taking care of our own and making sure that we have resources and dollars 
within our community. Because if you notice, there are a lot of businesses that come into our communities and take our dollars, but we can't go always into their communities and get their dollars. Yeah. And so we have to be better at trusting each other. That's one thing that I know is a big challenge, that we have not yet learned the value of trusting each other with business. And then also, you know, we have to be better just supporting one another. So that's something, Misha, that, um, I want our young people to see here at the church. For sure. That, you know, we have business owners that are here in the church, and you don't have to be just an athlete. Yes, sir. Or an entertainer. Yes, sir. To be successful in our community. That's a fact. And so we're going to be doing some things next year, even for our young people, because we want you to see that there are different pathways to success. So shout out again to everybody who came out on yesterday and for the small businesses who were here. We thank you. Uh, for your support. Then the last thing is, real quick, um, memorial service. Uh, we made the announcement. Don't forget, uh, we know that the holidays is not always easy for everybody, so we do an annual Memorial Day service. That's on Monday, December the 5th at 7 p.m. That's for anybody that has difficulty during the holiday season because a loved one has transitioned. And that doesn't necessarily mean this year. That could be at any point, at any time, you've lost a loved one and you want to come and you want to honor them and show and honor their memory. We do that every year. Now, Meach, you have a hat on today, man, because of your friend that the Lord called home tragically. Yes, sir. Yeah. Little brother. Little brother. Um, I mean, nah, it's real. And I know, I'm, of course, I'm not the only one. Um, but I, yes, I do have a hat. So for those whose rules I might be bending right now, I definitely appreciate you. Um, but nah, um, it was it was real. Um, and it's a community of us, me and my friends. Um, it's kind of hard to lose people when you're young. Um, he was 29. Um, didn't really plan on talking about him, but to to give a chance to honor him, um, the best thing I could say about my little brother, um, as he loved God more than anybody, um, absolutely anybody. So we know where he is. Um, and then this right here, one of the biggest things I realized with him and my hat saying my brother's keeper is to realize um, that even though he's gone, I still got work to do. Um, that the neighbor beside me, you know, as we have been commissioned, we're, our job is to love them. So while I'm missing one little brother, I got plenty still left. Um, and God made sure I understood that, you know, we got work to do with those that are still here. Um, so of course I do have the hat honoring him. Um, I'm gonna still worship God in this hat though, so don't get it twisted. This hat don't change nothing about me. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it though. I appreciate, you know, that moment. Yeah, and so he, he transitioned because of a terrible car accident. But Meech, um, I think we had this conversation offline and you know, I wanna have this in front of everybody because you know, we have a multi-generational church, right? And so in the past two weeks, we have seen University of Virginia, young man shoots and kills three people. We saw the nightclub, Club Q out in Colorado, 22 year old goes in and kills five people injures 25 others we saw two weeks ago here in hampton a 14 year old and a 13 year old get murdered and we saw chesapeake seven people get killed yeah. and so our generation the older generation we knew that yeah there was disagreement but we fought each other and after the fight you still live to see another day. Yes, sir. And even some people who fought back in the day, they were they friends now. <laughs> and they would laugh and say, man, you know, we used to fight all the time. But now, 
Yes, sir. It seems like if I got a beef with you, I want to end your life. Mm. Yeah. So how do you see that play? How did, how did, where do we get to that point? And what do you think it is in your generation, man, that it's no longer fist, but it's, I want to kill you. I want to end your life. Yes, sir. I mean, I mean, to be completely honest, a lot deals with exposure. Like, I remember old movies, if there was a fight sequence, they just fought. It was action, was bang, 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 but now it's, it's shooting. Like, guns are at an all-time high. They're in music videos, they're in TV shows, kids see them in their shows. And I'm going to be honest, it's a learned behavior. I remember when I was younger, um, in elementary school, um, I was sheltered. I went to a Christian school at first. Um, and when I went to public school, I kind of learned about arguments and... I heard some kids arguing and one, you know, used the B word. And I was just like, oh. And when he used it, like he kind of won the argument. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, if I want to win an argument, I know what to use. So fast forward, I started using it because I saw that's the way you end the argument. That's the way you come out on top until I used it to the wrong person. Punched me in my eye. Had a black eye for two weeks. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Words don't win. I need to learn how to fight. So I think with this generation, they're seeing that if I want to win, I got to end it. Like that's the ultimate way that I can handle that. And it is sad because the value of a life has gone down tremendously all because one. And I'll be honest, the people who are doing it, I, I feel like they are going through some real things. I really do. I think there are more than one victim in these situations. But to understanding that one, a lot of kids don't have as many outlets to talk about what they're going through. If they're feeling depressed, if they're feeling picked on, if they're feeling teased, it's become normal. It's a part of the culture. So there's not as many outlets. And then when you don't have as many outlets, when you want to let that out and when you want to kind of get your chance to win and be on top, you go with the thing that seems like, you know, this is how I win. And when you see it so much, and I'll be completely honest, I'll be very candid. I know for a fact when I was younger, I've been at the moment when I was mad enough to be like, you know what? If I had a gun, I would use it. And I'm going to just be completely real. So I know for a fact if I had been at that moment of anger and literally to the simple fact of I just want the win. I want to be on top. There's nothing else you could do to me if I do this. Nothing. Like I'm, it's over if I do this. So you have a lot of people who are really broken and hurting doing whatever it takes to get that, that hurt or that pain up off of them. And that's, you know, what we see oftentimes is, is how we handle it. And it's, it's normal now. Yeah, it's normal. And the sad part about it is the person's gone. And then if I'm alive and I did it, my life is over too. For sure. And so you've lost two families. Because that young man or that young woman who did the act is probably going to be in jail for the rest of their life or for a long time. Yeah. So we got a lot of young people here in the church, man. How can we, as a church help our young people to understand that you don't have to win that way by ending somebody's life. There's other ways that you can win. Yes, sir. How can we as a church help your generation, man? I mean, one, we, we have to expose them to those wins, you know, what those other wins look like. Um, well, when we talk to these young kids all the time and we bring them to church and we think they're doing good, but in all honesty, they really struggle with self-esteem getting picked on, what people say about them. I don't have the right clothes. I'm, I don't have the right crowd. And it weighs on them. And not only just to the fact of ending somebody else's life, but even sometimes feeling like they can end theirs. 
the biggest thing is they really just want to be done with that feeling. So I'm going to be completely honest. I fully feel like the best thing we can do is love the heck out of these kids. I mean, just absolutely love, hug, encourage, dance with, laugh with, watch a movie with. I and mean, listen, I don't care if the movie's terrible. It can be terrible. Watch it anyway. You don't know how far that goes. Play a sport with them. You could be terrible. Play it anyway, because at the end of the day, people want to belong to something. They want to feel loved. They want their own community. And when you start getting these kids in a corner by themselves and they don't feel like they have anybody else, that's when all options are open. So if we're really, really going to help them, we got to pay attention to them and not pay attention to them to where we want them to be, but for where they are at the moment. It don't matter what you want them to be. I'm going to be completely honest. They, they are who they are at this very moment, and they need to love where they are, not where they're supposed to be. That don't matter. Just love them for who they are, and I promise you, you're going to see a kid change like that. Not because of anything special, but just love. And it, that's, it's real, I promise. And love is the key for us, right? For sure. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what we're going to do. Everybody stand. Come on, everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Y'all know what we do. Before we get to the word, there's some young people in here that need to hear I love you. There's some older people that need to hear it. Go ahead. Take some time and tell somebody you love them. Come on. Let's do that now for just a few moments. Love you, man. Good job, dude. Yeah. I got you. Pastor. Pastor, go out that door. Deacon Bell. Those watching online, hey Meech. If they're watching online, we love them too, don't we? Oh yeah, we definitely love them. Absolutely. We would type it, but we up here right now. We love them too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Some, somebody up there. KT tight, we love them for us. Yeah. So let them know we love them in the chat on Facebook. That's let it. them know. That's it. Ten seconds. You know they're not gonna be done in ten seconds. I know it. It's not gonna I happen. keep saying that. It's not gonna happen. But that that's how it is. Mm, I see what you mean now, now that I'm up here. I see we just waiting. <laughs> Y'all really love each other, huh? Once we cut them loose, they they, they don't know how to act, man. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. Not a chance. One. Watch this. Nope. Ready? Mm-hmm. Shh. Work every time. That's tough. I listen. Like I didn't see that coming. Like That's tough. Remain standing for me, please. We're going to the Word of God, Ephesians chapter four, verses eleven through thirteen. Ephesians chapter four, verses eleven through thirteen. And meet you after we end. Maybe we pray for our young people. Man. For sure. Let's do that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13. We're still in this spiritual gifts series. We're almost at the end. Next Sunday is the last in the series. Today and next Sunday, and that'll be it. It says, uh, Ephesians 4 and 11, meet. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. 
I mean, you don't know nothing about James Brown, do you? You know anything about James Brown? I know Chadwick did a movie about him. Yeah. You ever heard any of his songs, man? Anything? Yeah, Get Up Off That Thing, right? I'm right. Yeah, that's the only one. You didn't say the, only the, one. the last four months, so I mean, I know that song. <laughs> you know that one. Tell your neighbor, get up off of that thing. There you go. You may be seated. Amen. You may be seated. We got to introduce you to Mo James Brown. We have to? We got to. My bad, Mom. You're right. Miss Terry said yes. She was. She meant that. Father, if you would now, please, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are my strength and our redeemer. Let all of God's people say amen. amen. So, Meech, real quick while I got you up here, you know, uh, Black, Black Panther 2 is out. Wakanda Forever is For out. Sure. Have you seen it? Yeah, I'm half Wakandan, so. Okay, don't, you're half Wakandan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, don't tell me because Lady Swanner, we haven't seen it yet. We're going this huh? week. We haven't seen it yet. Y'all, y'all forgive us. I know we, we had blasphemy. I know we're not the first ones in the movie theater when it come out, uh, but we getting there. Mm -hmm. I promise. But you like superhero movies, right? I do, and I'm unashamed. I promise. So what's your what's your favorite superhero? My favorite. I told you I'm half Wakandan. It's gotta be. You gotta be. Black. Gotta be Black Panther. Okay. Are I, there others that you like? I mean, they're all right. But um, let me see. Mm. I'm gonna go Iron Man's tough because he's smart, just a suit, you know, brilliant. Captain America, nah, he's too corny. Um, let me see, who, who else is a good one? Thor, you think so? Respect, we'll go Thor, we'll go Thor. Thor? I, I, right. I like Thor, I can go Thor, I can go Thor. So it seems, it seems that Spider-Man, I'm sorry, wait, no, Spider-Man, what are we doing? I, I had to think, come on now, the friendly neighborhood. <laughs> Spider-Man, we, I'm sorry, pressure, I was thinking too much. You slipping, man. Nah, you listen, know. hey, listen. Uh, web slinger. Come on now. We so it, it seems that the, the highest selling movies are, are movies that involve superheroes, right? Literally. Superpowers. Yes. yes, sir. Right? Why do you think that's the case, man? Why do you think, like, Spider Man, Black Panther, Thor, why do you think these are the more, more popular movies? Truthfully? Yeah. Because every last one of us in here wish we had a superpower. If you li lie, if you want to. I know every last one of you as a kid tried to move something with your mind. It didn't work. I, I know I did. If you're judging me, no. So you're sitting in the chair looking at it like this, Listen, please. Listen, I tried hard. I would just stand there like, yo, move, move. Nothing. Nothing I, happened. I've tried to change lights with my eyes, everything. It just don't, it don't work. But I want that, I promise. So, so Meech, what if I told you that every Christian has a superpower? I would go for that. Would you believe that? I can go for that, for sure. You would go for that? No question. Well, most Christians don't believe that they have a superpower, right? That is also bad. And, and too many times we, we pay attention to Iron Man and mm -hmm. Black Panther and Thor not realizing that we have superpowers in and of ourselves. Respect. If we accept that. Yes, sir. And these superpowers that we have are spiritual gifts. Mm. These are the things that the Holy Spirit has given to us that enable us to do things supernaturally Word. that we couldn't do otherwise. So while we get so hyped and excited about mm. Iron Man and Black Panther, so what's, what's Black Panther's superpower? He's just strong, just quick, strong. like a cat. He's just moving. Huh? He's strong. And he's he tough. He's he tough. He's just tough. What's Iron Man's superpower? Whole time he just smart. He ain't even got one. He he regular like us. Whole time he rich. That's a superpower. That's a power he needs. He rich. 
What's Spider Man superpower? Listen, he got. I feel like a big kid right now, but I'm gonna let this go. Listen, he got webs coming up out of him, depending on which one you watch. Some got the cartridge that ain't real. I'm talking about the real web slinger. He can stick on walls, leap buildings, and all that stuff. He tiny, like he's super skinny, but. I'm rambling, but anyway, yeah, he's he's strong for sure. He can fly through the city. And no, all he that can't thing. fly. What you been watching? No, no, no. The, the thing on the. Oh yeah, the, yeah. He can swing. He's swing. swinging. I thought you flying. I'm no, like, not flying. Y'all gotta go see some movies, please, because he just told me Spider Man can fly, bro. No, not that kind of fly. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, he can swing. He can swing for sure. So guess what? We might not be able to fly. Yes, sir. With web. <laughs> I like that. But you got a superpower, man. Respect. And so do I. Yes, sir. Put them on the screen for me again, Bill. And, and everybody that is a child of God mm. has some sort of superpower. Yes, sir. The problem is, is that most people in the church, either they don't know what theirs is mm. or they don't know how to use it. Yes, sir. But if they ever figure that out, especially the young people, because mm. young people got energy, man. Mm. Yes, they do, bro. Right? We'll leave that alone. If they figured out their superpower at a young age, yes, ain't sir. no telling what they could do. I love Great it. things in their life. I love it. So look at these superpowers that's up on the screen here. Mm. These are the ones that believers have, and these are the ones that we've covered so far. Yes, sir. Um, message of wisdom and knowledge and faith, supernatural faith that you said Iron Man is smart, but this, this kind of faith is beyond just having faith. It's yes, that, sir. It's that trust and confidence no matter what circumstance it is, right? In the superpower to heal people, man? That's a fact. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, sir. God could use you to heal somebody's life. And it's needed. Isn't miracles a superpower? Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, sir. If God used you to be able to come in and do something that can't be explained and the only thing you can say is God did that. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to have that superpower? Ooh, man. Prophecy, speaking in tongues. I know we, we talked about this interpretation of tongues and it means the reason why those superpowers are in yellow is because those are called uh, gifts that flow. They, they're fluid gifts. Yes, sir. They're not ones that we always have all the time. So you can't heal unless God allows the healing to take place. Yes, sir. A miracle can't happen unless God allows that miracle to take place. Even if we can pray for it and believe it, prophecy doesn't happen unless God speaks to us in the moment, yeah. right? So all of those are fluid. You ain't speaking in tongues all the time. Yeah. That'd it's fluid. But discernment is a super gift, a superpower too. You know what that means, man? Yes, sir. A lot of people in our life are fake, man. Mm. Sometimes you need somebody that knows how to read people so you don't get hurt. That's a fact. So there are all kinds of superpowers in the kingdom of God because God deals in the supernatural, not just in the physical. And if we could get our young people and the older people to understand that, <laughs> we all could be superheroes in here. We the Avengers. What you think about that? No, I'm with it. Listen, I, you with that? That's real though. You think everybody could be Black Panther in here? No, that's me. That's already, just you. What? I already claimed him. Huh? Y'all pick somebody else. So you, nobody else can be Black Panther. Yes. Just you, though. Literally. Nobody else. I'm, I'm going to say this again. Nobody in here can have Black Panther but me. Okay. Y'all can have the rest. Go flying with the web, you know. <laughs> Y'all give me a big round of applause. Appreciate you, man. Love you, man. Love you, too, man. All right.
So young people and older people, what I'm trying to get y'all to understand is that while we flock to the movie theaters to watch superhero movies, what God is trying to do in your life is make you the superhero by the spiritual gifts that he has already put inside of you. And super spiritual gifts are in the realm. This is why sometimes we don't understand them because God doesn't operate always in the physical realm. He operates in the spirit realm. And in the spirit realm is where the supernatural things can happen. But because we're so focused on physical things that sometimes we miss that there's a whole nother realm of possibility that God wants to use you to be able to do. This is why scriptures talk about sometimes that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. But we stop there, right? Because when we use that verse, we think, of, oh, he's going to get me with more money or a better job or a better car. But you don't read the rest of the verse. He said you can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. You ready? According to the power that is already at work in you. What makes you be able to do the exceedingly and abundantly is the Holy Spirit already at work in you, thus allowing you to be that superhero for God. That's really what God wants you to be. He wants you to be a Thor for Jesus, a Black Panther for Jesus, a Spider-Man for Jesus. And the question is, do you believe that? Do you believe that it's possible that God can use you to do extraordinary things, things that maybe you didn't know how to do before, maybe things that you can't explain, maybe things that you don't know how it operates within you, but get, can God still use you for his glory? And the answer again is yes. And so this series that we've been in for the past few months, again, we're about to end it, but it is the, the series of helping us to understand how spiritual gifts work. Put those 16 back on the screen again because I want them to see these again. You should be able, hopefully by now, because we only have five left, really four, hopefully by now you should be able to see your superpower. Hopefully by now you should be able to know in some case how God has wired you to do whatever it is that God wants you to do. And so the last ones that we did, um, last week we did the gift of encouragement because we need people that are just willing to give positive advice, positive support. We live in a world that's so negative everywhere we go. Can I just go someplace where somebody's going to speak nice to me? Gift of encouragement. We need people that are givers, not just money, but givers of their time and, and their possessions. And you do this supernaturally and so freely that you don't, even, you don't mind sharing what you have because you understand that when you give first, that it comes back to you second. That that's how God operates. Many of us are waiting for God to move first. God is waiting on us to initiate first. Then the blessing comes back. And then the last one is to show mercy, not just to have mercy, but to show it. What does it mean to show mercy? And we talked about last week, the Good Samaritan story where Jesus said there was a there was a priest and a Levite. They crossed the man, went across the street. A man was hurting and bleeding in the street. Then comes a Samaritan who picks the man up, puts him in an inn, helps him uh, uh, stay overnight pays his fare, comes back the next day, makes sure that he's uh, safe and healthy and all of that. And Jesus said, which one of the three 
was the one that loved their neighbor. And the answer was the one that showed mercy. So showing mercy is different than having mercy. We show mercy when we have compassion for those who are hurting and those who are in need. And maybe that's your superpower. You can recognize pain because maybe you have been hurt before and you know that feeling and you can see it in other people and you wanna make sure that they don't feel like you used to feel. And so then you have a sensitivity and you have a different level of awareness that other people just don't have. So those are the superpowers that we covered, but we got the last ones. And I wanna tell you that these last five are ones that are a bit different, okay? The last five, and, and, and so I want to mention to you, these are in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, 11 through 16, and these are five gifts. If you notice in verse number 11, the Bible says, and Christ himself gave these five, and these five are not just gifts, but they're also leadership positions in the church. They're also roles and functions and responsibilities in the church. And I wanna, I wanna pause and really teach on this the next two weeks because I wanna help us to have a greater level of understanding, okay? So what he says in verse number 11 is he says, and Christ himself gave five leadership positions, also known as gifts, to the church. Now remember, the church belongs to Christ. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Christ built the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he gave these five gifts or leadership roles to the church. And for people who have come from other places, the five uh, gifts or leadership roles is also known as fivefold ministry for those who might be familiar with it. So it says, and Christ himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, and some to be teachers. These are the five that Christ himself gave to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, the next question that we have to ask is, why did Christ give these five gifts to the church? Why did he give? And there are five reasons that he gives in verses 12 to 13. I want you all to see it with me. It says in verse 12 to 13 that uh, in verse number 12, it says the first reason why he gave these five is to equip his people for works of service. To equip his people. So these five leadership positions and leadership gifts were given to equip you, the people of God, to be able to use your superpower so that you could be able to serve. So that you would be, the word equip here means to be completely adequate. So the reason why they are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is to train you, to develop you, to help you to know what you have and then know how to use what you have to equip you for service. The second one is so that the church can be built up, 
so that the people can be built up and strengthened together. Lord have mercy. Do y'all understand that if you're not operating in your gift, if you're not working and serving in the body of Christ, do you realize that weakens us collectively? It weakens us. But when you are working and serving in your gift, we all benefit and we are all strengthened by your gift. That's why he gave it to you. When all of our superpowers come together, something magical and great can happen in the body of Christ. But when you have some who don't work on their gift and don't know their gift and are not concerned with serving, then the body becomes Weakened. So the reason why he gave the five is, first of all, to equip you to do works of service. The second reason is so that the body can be built up. The third reason is, is that we all come into the unity. This is verse 13. We all come into the unity of faith until we all come together and we learn how to trust God together and what God has done. I know life is hard and I know we go through situations, but he gave us these roles and positions so that we can all come together and say, you know, we're going to trust God through it all. We're going to trust him in the good. We're going to trust him in the bad. We're going to trust him when we sick. We're going to trust him when we healthy. We're going to trust him when we broke. We're going to trust him when we have. We're going to trust him no matter what is going on. That's the unity of the faith. The fourth reason why he gave us these five is that we would come into the knowledge of the Son of God. Lord have mercy. In other words, that we know Jesus better. Notice what I said, not church. There are a lot of people who know church, but do you know Jesus better? And that's the reason why these five gifts have been given, that we know Jesus in new ways, that we experience him in different ways, that we have a different walk with him because we have known Christ in a different way. And then the last one is, is that in verse 13, it says that we all become mature, attaining the fullness of the measure of Christ. In other words, um, God, Christ gave these five positions, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, the last reason is because there is some immaturity that happens within the body. The church should not be a spiritual infant ward. And if you've been in church all your life and you only know two verses, But you know everything about the order of service. And you know what everybody's doing in the ministry. But you don't know your gift. And you don't know no verses. And you're not walking to what God has called you to do. You're still in the infant ward. Now let me just ask y'all a question, please. Let me just ask y'all a question. If on Thanksgiving Day, Somebody pulled up at your table that was 25, 30, 35 years old, fully healthy, fully healthy. And all y'all saying, uh, after y'all done blessed the food, first thing you say is, please pass me the turkey leg. Somebody else, give me the cranberry sauce. Somebody else, give me the stuffing. And the person that's at the table who's 25, 30, 35 years old, fully healthy, they say, can you please go in the kitchen 
and get the Gerber out the refrigerator. How y'all going to respond to that? You're 25 years old and you're still eating baby food. been in church 30 years and like Martin say your breath still doesn't smell like Similac <laughs> if you think there's something wrong with that picture then y'all got to understand there's something wrong with us claiming that we we love God and we've been in church all these years and we've done all this kind of stuff and we don't know nothing so the reason why God decided to deal with that is he gave these five positions to help you to grow in your faith, to help you become mature, to help you to chase the right stuff, to help you to live with purpose, to help you to have a better identity, to help you young people when life gets hard and you feel like snapping, you ain't gotta take somebody out because you know that life is still worth living. This is why God gave these gifts, so that we can grow up and see things differently. I just need to pause just for a moment because y'all are a little quiet on me. Let me see if I can get a little praise out of y'all. Who can testify that maybe five years ago, ten years ago, you saw things a little differently, but now you've grown up a little bit, and, and now you see it, you see life just a little bit better. Who can testify? I grew up in church. Yeah, I knew all the kind of stuff, but when I really got into the word and when I really started getting hold of God and when I really started walking in this truth, then things started to click and started to hit a little different. And now I can see the difference between how I was and how I am now that I come to church with a completely different purpose, completely different understanding, a completely different respect for God because I grew up. That's exactly what we want from you in here. Don't tell nobody that you're the same at the end of this year if the Lord allows you to see it that you were at the beginning of the year. Don't tell nobody that you're the same person now that you were three months ago because God isn't interested in you staying the way you are. He wants to grow you to show you things that you ain't seen before. And that's why these positions are. So I'm going to go over two today and then three next week and then that'll be it for the series. And prayerfully, you should see where you are, what's your superpower, what God has gifted you to do. So the first one today that we're going to talk about, he says, because he gave some to be apostles. Apostles. And the word apostle in the Greek is apostolos, and it is somebody who is a special messenger. Somebody that was given a specific command or a special instruction by God to do something for the church. Okay? Now I need to take a moment to teach this because apostles aren't mentioned or aren't in, apostles aren't in most Baptist churches. So I need to take a moment to explain to you the difference between a disciple and an apostle. Because 
uh, Jesus had 12, he had disciples and he had apostles. And sometimes we have the tendency to use the words interchangeably. But a disciple is not an apostle. And an apostle is not a, could be a disciple. But they're not the same. First place I want to take you is Luke chapter 6, verse 13. And in Luke chapter 6, 13, um, I, want to, I want to share this with you. It, it says in Luke 6, 13, it says, uh, when morning came, he called his disciples to him. This is Jesus. And chose 12 of them whom he also designated apostles. Do y'all see that there? So in the morning, he called all of his disciples. What is a disciple? A disciple, um, the Greek term mathetes, it means you are a student, a pupil, or a follower of a teacher. When Jesus gave the great commission in Matthew chapter 28, he said, go into all of the world and make disciples of all the nations. Make people be students, pupils, or followers of me and my word. That's why you should be careful about saying that you are a church member. Because Jesus didn't die for church members. He died for disciples. He wants people to be students, pupils, or followers of him. Not just to say that I'm a member of a church. So he says, go and make disciples. But that's not what an apostle is. If you saw in Luke chapter 6, 13, it says that Jesus called all of the, of the pupils, the students, the followers of Jesus. They called all of them to come to him. And out of all of them, he chose 12 to be apostles. Now, it just so happens that the 12 that he selected are the 12 that we see earlier that he chose. So like Simon Peter and Andrew and John are the same 12 apostles that he chose that we see in the beginning when Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So let me help you understand. You first become a disciple. Everybody in here should want to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you are not called, everybody's not called to be an apostle because an apostle has a specific assignment in leadership that is different um, than just being a disciple. Now, the question that we got to ask ourselves is this. Why aren't there any apostles in the Baptist church? Because if it says in Ephesians 4 and 11 that Christ himself gave some to be apostles, why aren't there any? Well, you have to understand in, in church history, the early church fathers said that the only way you could be an apostle, next slide, the only way you could be an apostle is that you had to be an eyewitness of the Lord Jesus Christ. You had to literally see Christ while he was alive. And what people believe is that because the eyewitnesses of Christ, when they died, those apostles, the 12 that helped to found the church, when they died, the era of apostolic apostleship died with them. So the belief is, is that that's why there are no more technically apostles. This is the view that there's no more apostles in today's time because they died out. The original 12 died out when they were given their command. 
But wait a minute. Because Paul considered himself to be an apostle. And when you read 2 Corinthians, you will discover that Paul defends his apostleship. Well, how could Paul claim to be an apostle when he never saw Jesus? He never walked with Jesus. So how did Paul claim to be an apostle? Because when you read the book of Acts, you would discover that as Paul, before he was Paul, his name was Saul. And Saul was one who was going to be persecuted. And as he was going to Damascus to kill other Christians, the Bible says that Jesus dropped down from the sky and spoke to him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And the Bible says it was 12 in the afternoon, but Paul saw a great light and he fell down to the ground. And Paul said, Lord, if it's you, what do you want me to do? He said, get up and go to a man named Cornelius and I'll tell you what to do then. And it was at that moment that Paul became an apostle in his mind because he had a specific task of leading people to Christ who were not Jews. He had the assignment of leading the Gentile audience uh, to be believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if it wasn't for Paul, maybe we wouldn't have gotten the gospel because we're not Jews. The point I'm trying to get you to make is, what I'm trying to get you to understand is, before he met the Lord, he was out there in the world doing all kinds of stuff, and then God called him to do a specific assignment for his life that changed the world. So if he could do it for Paul, then why are you still looking at your past? And why are you still wondering about what you used to do? And why are you still concerned about whether or not God can use you? If he can use a man that killed Christians, he can use you too, all for the glory of God. So here it is. Paul then describes himself as an apostle when you read 2 Corinthians because he knew he was on assignment to be able to uh, share the gospel with others who are not Jews. Now, there are some denominations today that still believe in apostles. Matter of fact, Pastor Jason Taylor, who just left, he is going to be confirmed in a couple of months to the position of an apostle in his denomination, which is a high-ranking position. So in his denomination, the belief is, is that you can still be an apostle today because God can still give people specific messages. And in his context, the message is to help plant churches and it is also to help strengthen leadership and other pastors all for the glory of God. So here's the real question. And I know I'm giving y'all a lot today, but I want to make sure I cover it the right way. The question is, can God still choose people today to do specific messages and create specific purposes. What y'all say? Y'all say yes? Okay, because you realize the Baptist church said no. I want y'all to understand that. The Baptist church said no. Because that era died out. But I'm like, yo, I believe God can choose whomever he wants for a specific purpose. Now, we don't have the titles here, but I believe that there are people doing the work of helping to strengthen and plant and do different works or that God will send people to help plant and strengthen and build other churches in a leadership capacity. Amen. So are we going to believe word? Or are we going to believe denomination? 
So that's the apostleship. It is somebody in leadership that has a specific assignment. Elder Gail Walker, who is here, her denomination believes in apostleship. Her apostle is responsible for helping to plant other churches, to cover them in other places. And so the reason why I'm having this conversation with you is because as we go from one denomination to the next, there are people that believe different things. And you need to understand why people believe one way versus the other. The reason why most mainline denominations don't believe in apostleship is because the belief is, is that the original apostles were the only ones and that when they died, the apostleship era died with them. So when you look at Acts chapter 2, and I'll go on to the next one and then I'm done. The Bible says that they broke bread from house to house, Acts 2.42, and they studied the apostles' teachings. Meaning that the 12 apostles were the ones who laid the foundation for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Based on the apostles' teachings, not disciples. And so again, the ones who had a specific assignment. The Bible says in Acts that when they gave, they gave and laid their money at the apostles' feet, not disciples. And the apostles then were responsible for distributing the money as there was need. So I want to make sure y'all understand the distinction. Everybody's called to be a disciple. Not everybody's called to be an apostle. If y'all got that, say, I got it. All right, let's go to the next one. The second one is prophet. He gave some to be an apostle and he gave some to be a prophet. Now we've gone over this one. There is the gift of prophecy and then there is the office of the prophet. Let me help you to understand the role of the prophet in the Bible. When you look at the Old Testament, all the major prophets starting with Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, uh, Daniel, you have minor prophets, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, all of those. Their main responsibility, first and foremost, was to tell the people to return back to God. It was not that they were responsible for simply pinpointing the future. It was first to tell them to return back to God. In the New Testament, the one who has the spiritual gift of prophecy, you have the ability for God to speak to you in real time. It's not something that you sit with and study. It is something that God speaks to you to give a message to somebody else. And usually um, the message that you are able to give to somebody else in most cases is a message that the person knows is nobody but God that had to give that message to you. I don't know if anybody has ever had this happen to you where somebody spoke into your life and you knew it was God because you didn't tell anybody what was spoken. And you're looking at this person and you're like, how do you know this? Because I never told anybody this. This is how you know that that person had a download directly from God, the Holy Spirit downloaded to them, and that person shared it to you as a way to encourage you, to strengthen you, to build you up. That's the gift 
of prophecy. Now, let me show you something real quick, and then we'll be done, because I know it's just like Bible study today. I know. Y'all bear with me, please, but I got to teach it to y'all. I got to teach it to y'all. Because, you know, the challenge that I have in church is that a lot of times people just don't understand stuff. I don't want to make sure you understand it. Right? So, 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. I need y'all to look at that with me, please. I need y'all to look at it with me, please. 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. Paul says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. It is clear to Paul that his favored gift, when you read Paul's writings, of all the gifts that are, he believes are most important, the most important one to Paul is prophecy. Okay? Y'all see that there? He says, for anyone who speaks in a tongue, this is verse 2, does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So because Paul knew that a lot of people like to speak in tongues like today, Paul said that while that might be in the church, a better gift and a stronger gift and more beneficial gift is prophecy. Because when God gives you a direct message, you can use that message to help somebody, to strengthen somebody, to encourage somebody in the Lord. So that's the gift of prophecy. But then there is the office of the prophet. And in Ephesians 4 and 11, it says, and he gave some to be an apostle and then he gave some to be prophets. So prophets are those in a position where your download has been trusted. And you know that whenever this person speaks, we can trust that whatever they're saying, we know that it comes from God. Because you do realize there are a lot of fake prophets in the world. And so that's the position. Now, here again, there are no prophets in the Baptist church. Why is that? Because when you read 1 Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter, Paul also says in 1 Corinthians 13, where there are tongues, they're going to cease. And where there's knowledge and all that, it's going to vanish away. So again, early church fathers believe that certain gifts were only given during a particular period of time in church history and that some of these gifts would fall off the scene. For those who still have the gift or the office of prophet today, like Elder Gale when she came, if y'all remember when she came and she spoke over people in their life, those denominations accept the fact that prophets still exist today, that God can still download today, that God can still give people today fresh revelation in order to speak into somebody's life that will help it strengthen them in the Lord. So here's what we got. We got two positions that the Bible says Christ himself gave, apostles and prophets. Neither one function in the Baptist church because of the belief that they have expired already. 
I'm challenged by that. I'm challenged by that. So we'll teach more on this later. I know I bored y'all enough. See, I be asking the questions. There's five gifts in Ephesians 4 and 11. Only two of them operate in the Baptist church. Why is that? Now, there are some Baptist churches that have what's called full gospel ministry. And full gospel means they do acknowledge gifts and they do acknowledge the five ministry leadership positions that are in Ephesians 4 and 11. But I do believe that we have people here at Ivy that don't just fit in those last two that are traditionally operating in the Baptist church. I believe they're here. How do we integrate them? That's the next step for us. Y'all with me? So I'm going to ask for your prayers as we go through this, you know, because that, that requires a shifting of some sorts. That requires us to perhaps see church, Bible, God from perhaps a wider perspective. And sometimes most people like comfort. I like it the way it is. But I also know that there are a lot of people who don't fit into just two boxes. So I solicit your prayers. We'll do the last three next week and then we'll be done. Let the church say amen. Meach, come on back up here, man. Let's pray for these young people and we'll be on our way. Why you let me sit in the back? Oh, my God. We went we Lost man. If we can, um, if we can have all the young people, um, Youth and young adults, actually. Youth and young adults, if y'all can come up to the front, um, we definitely want to pray over y'all. Yeah, you know I'm looking right at you. Come on, Diamond. I mean, come on, Naya. Let's go. Um, yeah, if y'all can come to the front, if y'all can give them a hand for sure. Make them feel loved and welcome. Youth, young adult, college age, early 30s, all of that. And if we can have Tanisha. I already asked you. Thank God he... As Pastor said earlier, um, we definitely want to pray for our generation, um, especially, you know, I'm a young adult for sure. Um, it's not easy at this age. There's a lot of exposure to a lot of things. And I'll be honest, we see more of everything else than we see God. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to know what to do. It's hard to know where to go, where to turn, how to operate, how to do things. Um, 
So if anything, we need more of him. So while Miss Tanisha is praying, if you don't mind, you know, stretching a hand out and praying for these young kids, especially if you work with young kids, you know the battle we have, you know where, where we're up against. Um, and it's a fight. We are fully at war. Um, and I remember being young and not understanding the war I was in myself. And if it wasn't for my mom and other people praying over me, I may not be here right now. So let, let's take this serious going to God for, for us in this generation, for sure. Tanisha, before you pray, uh, young people, y'all turn around real quick. I want to say something. Y'all got superpowers. And I know in school, you know, it's crazy. Everybody is picking on you and talking about you. They always look to see the bad in you. But God cares about you so enough, enough that he put something special in you. Don't let nobody take that away. They're going to talk about you. They're going to they're gonna post stuff on social media. That's what they do. But if you love Jesus, you got a superpower. And your life and your purpose is connected just like Thor and just like Spider-Man just like Black Panther all of them are connected to their superpower you are too and once you discover what that is can't nobody tell you nothing different about yourself that's my prayer for y'all that you know the superpower that God's put inside of you and it's not just sports and it's not just music it's something better than that that God wants to do in your life I'm going to ask the adults, let's stand for them, please. We're going to pray. Pray for them. Y'all can turn back around. For yeah. And I don't want this to be no fancy line. Like, I want us to really come in here and pray together. So if we can kind of huddle in here, yeah, y'all get close. We got masks on. We be all right. Y'all slide up, slide up, slide up, slide up. So we don't, I don't want this to be formality or for show, but we really, like Pastor said, we really need to do this. So. And as I'm praying, we all need as a community for all of us to band together because these are our kids. So as I'm praying, please make sure that you guys are praying as well. So, Lord God, we come before you saying thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us as a community, as Ivy Baptist Church, to be able to pray for our kids, Lord God. Lord God, we're asking you, Lord God, to send your Holy Spirit down, Lord God, to help them, Lord God, encourage them, motivate them, Lord God. We know that sometimes, Lord God, that they feel alone, they feel isolated, Lord God, but we know that that is a trick of the enemy, Lord God. So we are binding all of the enemy's tactics, Lord God. We're binding the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of depression, the spirit of isolation, the spirit of perfection, the spirit of procrastination, all of those things that he puts on us. Us, Lord God. So we're asking you, Lord God, to release your spirit, release your fruits of the spirit, the love, the self-control, Lord God. We're asking for generosity. We're asking for all of these things, Lord God, just to continue to build them up, Lord God. Allow them to go into their schools, Lord God, with boldness of who they are in their identity, Lord God. Allow them to go into their homes and in their communities to change lives, Lord God. Allow this next generation to be bold in their faith. Lord God. Allow them to be bold in their spiritual gifts, Lord God. We're calling out 
priests. We're calling out prophets. We are calling out healers. We are calling out teachers, Lord God. All of these spiritual gifts you said in the last days that your sons and daughters would dream dreams. They would be prophets, Lord. So we are calling out these gifts, Lord God. We're going against tradition, Lord God, and we are following you, Lord God. We are staying focused on you, not looking to the right or to the left, Lord God. So we're asking there may be someone in this circle or someone online, um, whether youth, young adult, adults, whoever that needs the, um, you, Lord God. So we're asking Holy Spirit to lay on their hearts, Lord God, that they come and ask, what must I do to be saved? Allow the youth to be so bold. Allow the young adults to be so bold that they go into their workspaces, they go into their schools, and just a difference in them, the light changes them, Lord God, and, the, and it has their friends and it has their peers, even their enemies to look at them different and them not to be so caught up in their selves and school and work and money and all of these things that they can go out and they can be so bold in their relationship that they're able to go out and tell them to evangelize to them how, who changed them. So we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for everything that you're doing in their lives. We thank you for all of the youth leaders here, Lord God, that stands holding them up, Lord God. We thank you for all of the teachers, all of the mothers, all of the fathers, all of the grandparents, Lord God. We just continue to say thank you, Lord God. We're asking you, Lord God, to send a hedge of protection around them, Lord God, continuing, Lord God, to push them, motivate them, encourage them. If anybody feel isolated, if anybody feels helpless, if anybody standing here maybe going through suicidal thoughts, maybe feeling alone, maybe being abused at home, allow them to find some someone that they're able to connect with and allow them to just come to them and allow us to stand as intercessors. Jesus, you were the chief intercessor. You showed us what we should be doing. You showed us how to walk. So allow us to take the knowledge and begin to apply it to our lives. It just doesn't mean anything for us to just read the Bible and not apply it to our lives. Allow us to be so bold in what we believe that the kids see us and ask, how can you help me? I have that spiritual gift. Can I, can I walk with you? Can I call you sometimes? Just allow us not to be so focused in on self. Allow us not to be so prideful. The youth and young adults, we're, it's different. We're different, but allow us all to be one body in unity. Everybody can't be the head. Everybody can't be the foot, Lord. So allow us to work together and not push the youth and young adult to the back. Allow us to begin to come forth, Lord God. We're calling them. And again, if there's anyone standing here or online that needs Jesus, Lord, that feels like they're alone, that feels like no one can understand them, we're here. We're here for you. We're here to pray for you. You're not alone. You're not alone. Even though it seems like that, sometimes Satan, one of his tactics can be as a distraction to make you feel like you're the only one that's going through it and nobody else can understand me. But we're here as a community praying for you, wanting to see you do good, wanting to see you succeed. And we thank you. Please forgive them for all of their sins, everything that they've said, done, and thought that was not of you. The, the sins that they think that prevents them from being all in. 
We know that that's not true. We know that you loved us even in our mess, even when we were against you. And we know, Lord God, that our weaknesses make us strong because when we are weak, you are made strong. So there may be some people here that feels like they can't do it, that God can't use them. But we standing behind me are a prime example of what it looks like to be used in our weaknesses, in our insecurities, in all of those things that we put that, that makes us feel like we can't be used. We thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Lord God. Continue to build up the homes. Begin to build up the families. Bring families back together, Lord. Allow us to turn the TVs off, put the telephones down, and begin to just come together once again, Lord, praying for one another, motivating one another. And for those kids who sit in the sanctuary on first, third, and fifth Sunday, we're asking you, Lord God, to put it on the parents' heart to send them to youth church where they can learn more, where they can learn their identities, and where they can begin to walk with other kids that look like them. And we're calling out the young adults in the building, Lord. We're asking you to allow them to be so bold in their faith that they begin to just come forth and they have those ideas. And we thank you, Lord God, for Meech, the leader of the youth and young adults. We thank you for everything that you have put in him. We thank you for him and his wife standing and banding together, Lord God. We're covering them because we know that they are being attacked daily. So we're just continuing to hold them up, Lord God. Send people around them to uplift them, to motivate them. Lord God, we're binding sickness in their family, we're binding depression, we're binding anxiety, we're binding all of those things that Satan is trying to use to distract them, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you have put in them as a couple, Lord God, continuing to strengthen them. And then we pray for the babies, the one and the two and the three-year-old kids that we think that Satan is not trying to get in their heads, but he is. So we're asking you, Lord God, to cover Ivy Angels. Cover them as, as we send our babies up to Ivy Angels. We're asking you, Lord God, to cover the youth leaders there having them to pray over them, teaching them how to pray and singing songs and praise and worship. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord God, for using me. I thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're putting inside of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to end here. Those online, if you want to accept Christ, um, you can do the at sign, join Ivy to 81010. Those in the building, if you want to join our church, give your life to Christ, we'll be standing here right after service is over. Now, God, thank you for this time today. May your grace, peace, and power keep and sustain us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all. Have a great week. Save the day, Monday, December 5th, memorial service at 7 p.m. for all who have suffered a loss and are grieving. Ivy Seniors, 60 and up, your brunch is full, and we have a waiting list that is to capacity as well. 
Thank you so much for your time, your quick response, and your eagerness to participate in the seniors' ministry. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday, December the 10th at 11 a.m. Ivy Family and Friends, it's Angel Tree Time. We are accepting application for Ivy families who need assistance. Deadline is November 30th. Please visit our website. If you want to be a donor, please fill out the online application for your specific child's information. Return gifts by Sunday, December 11th. Register on our website for Saturday Power Hour Fitness, starting December 3rd, 10th, and 17th. Let's finish the year strong. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community, any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Save the day, Monday, December 5th, memorial service at 7 p.m. for all who have suffered a loss and are grieving. Ivy Seniors, 60 and up, your brunch is full and we have a waiting list that is to capacity as well. Thank you so much for your time, your quick response, and your eagerness to participate in the seniors' ministry. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday, December the 10th at 11 a.m. Ivy Family and Friends, it's Angel Tree Time. We are accepting application for Ivy families who need assistance. Deadline is November 30th. Please visit our website. If you want to be a donor, please fill out the online application for your specific child's information. Return gifts by Sunday, December 11th. Register on our website for Saturday Power Hour Fitness, starting December 3rd, 10th, and 17th. Let's finish the year strong.
One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Save the day, Monday, December 5th, memorial service at 7 p.m. for all who have suffered a loss and are grieving. Ivy Seniors, 60 and up, your brunch is full and we have a waiting list that is to capacity as well. Thank you so much for your time, your quick response, and your eagerness to participate in the Seniors Ministry. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday, December the 10th at 11 a.m. Ivy Family and Friends, it's Angel Tree Time. We are accepting application for Ivy families who need assistance. Deadline is November 30th. Please visit our website. If you want to be a donor, please fill out the online application for your specific child's information. Return gifts by Sunday, December 11th. Register on our website for Saturday Power Hour Fitness, starting December 3rd, 10th, and 17th. Let's finish the year strong. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000 and all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. <laughs> 